message that they heard last week when I preached over at uh, Crossbridge in Ishpeming. But I have had a crazy week and I didn't have time, opportunity to prepare something different. So uh, if you get up and leave, Roger, I'll understand. You know, it's <laughs> all right. So uh, I just uh, want to share with you today some uh, thoughts and ideas uh, regarding uh, so many of the things that, that are going on around us. I find that as I interact with people, uh, more and more I'm just seeing the, the anger and frustration uh, rising and, and just getting worse and worse as uh, people are still struggling with all of the things going on. Uh, just to give you an example, a while back I was invited to uh, join a messenger group uh, and I went on there, and it was started by a, a Christian uh, person, and um, a number of the people that were on it were uh, Christians. And, uh, and it was something that really kind of surprised me as I started uh, reading some of the things that were on there. And finally, I just quit reading it because there was so much negative and so much anger and, and so much uh, frustration that you could sense uh, as you read into these uh, uh, messages messages that people had uh, put in there and, and I realized that you know people uh, Christians or non-Christians are really getting caught up in this and I think as Christians one of the things that that I have sensed and that's that we need to kind of turn a corner and, and, and respond and uh, interact differently we, we need to uh, change our attitude and our way of thinking and for me that involved uh, having to take some steps, uh, part of which is not uh, reading some of those things, not participating in some of those things, uh, just to make sure that I don't get caught up in it this, uh, the way that I had been for a while. Um, but when we uh, think about our interactions with other people, we have to remember who we are uh, as Christians, uh, our uh, attitudes and behavior should be different. Uh, I'm sorry, Caden, could you put the slides on the back screen as well, or if you would, I'd appreciate it. Um, so uh, this morning, I'm going to be sharing with you some scripture uh, that uh, is from uh, the book of uh, Colossians. And uh, if you have your Bibles, if you turn to Colossians chapter 3, and uh, I'm going to be uh, reading uh, Colossians 3, verses uh, 1 to, uh, to 17. And uh, what I'd like you to, to kind of pay attention there is the steps that we need to take when it comes to some of these things that are going on around us. Uh, these are actions that we have uh, the opportunity and the ability to, uh, to take care of. If you can't get that back there, don't worry about it. So let me read. If then... You have been raised with Christ. Seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. 
In these two you once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. So put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. You so you also must forgive. And above all, these put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called, in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of our Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Uh, let me uh, lead us in a word of prayer. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the hope and the promise that we have because of your finished work upon that cross. Lord, as we are gathered here today, help us to focus on you. Uh, Lord, to take that spirit and attitude with us wherever we go this week. Uh, Lord, to be a blessing to other people. Uh, to glorify you with our uh, actions and our words. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So, uh, as you can see in verse 1, uh, that when we're Christians, uh, we are, uh, we're, we're to be different. We are to seek the things that uh, are above. Uh, okay. Um, sorry for those at home, I'm trying to get something up on the screen. It wasn't coming up. So, um, so we are to seek the things that are above. This means that we need to make sure that our thoughts and our actions, uh, our attitudes, uh, everything about us are centered, centered and focused on Christ. It, it's that uh, attitude and uh, perception, first of all, of who God is, but also recognizing who we are and what our natural tendencies are. Our natural tendencies are to chase after negative things, right? I mean, it's, it's almost like it's in us that we tend to go down those trails. And, and instead, what, what God's word is telling us to do here is we are to seek the things that are above. We're to, to move our minds, our bodies, everything about us toward him. And uh, sometimes it, that takes a real effort to move away from one and to move into another. And I'll talk about that a little bit further as we go along. But uh, our thinking needs to be Christ-centered. Um, that doesn't happen if we are only caught up in the world, right? I mean, the world is telling us to go a whole different direction, right? I mean, if you think about uh, things that you read, uh, things that you see on television, movies, whatever it might be, all of those things are really pushing us 
in a whole different direction, away from God. Instead, God's word says, recognizing that that was going to happen to us as people, he's encouraging us, seek him first. Seek his, his will and his desire for your life. How does that happen? Well, we don't do that just because I'm going to change my mind. No, I have to be in God's word to seek what it is that he wants me to do, to seek the things that I need to be thinking about and, and processing and how I should be living my life. And so uh, that first step of seeking is uh, takes effort. We have to take the steps that are necessary to go in a different direction than where the world is trying to lead me. The next verse is saying to set your minds uh, set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. Well, setting your mind is your focus, right? So again, kind of what I, I was sharing earlier, if your focus, if your attention is all on earthly things, then that's, what, that's where you're going to follow. That's the natural inclination is to follow the things that are around you. Instead, he's saying, set your minds on the things that are above. Things that are above are godly things. Things that are above are, are remembering and recognizing uh, what Christ has done for us. Setting our, our minds is not something that we just uh, comes upon us naturally. It's something that we have to take the necessary steps to accomplish. I, I know that for me, one of the things that, that if I'm not in God's word, uh, I can very easily get caught up in things that are, are, are not healthy. So I have to constantly come back and, and, and read and, and try to figure out what, how would God ha have me handle this situation. And sometimes the, the distractions of life kind of cause me to slow down and, and take the time to read it. But there's other times when, I don't know if this happens with you, but there's times when, when I find myself going down path that is not a healthy way to go. And, and, it, and it's easy to, to, to do that because everybody and everything is kind of pushing me in that direction. But when I stop and I think about it and I, and I choose to say, no, I'm not going that way. Instead, I'm going to seek and I'm going to set my mind on the things that are above. All of a sudden, my heart, my mind, everything kind of changes and refocuses. You know, Pastor Brian ha has been talking uh, about marriage, and he's at this marriage conference. And one of the things that uh, in our marriage, you know, sometimes we can focus, we can spend all of our time and energy focusing on other things other than our relationship. And, and when we do that, we can uh, find ourselves uh, at a point where all of a sudden we're, we're kind of like questioning, what, where am I going? What's, what's happening here? When, I, when I'm doing uh, marriage counseling and pre-marriage counseling, one of the things that I often talk to couples about is, you know, when we have kids, sometimes we spend all of our time and attention and our focus on our children. And we don't spend the time focusing on one another as a husband and wife. And when that happens, you know, we, you hear about these couples that have been married 30 years or so, and, and all of a sudden their, their kids have moved out, and they look at each other and they like, who are you? Right? I mean, I hear those things all the time as I'm interacting with couples. And it's kind of like because they have spent so much of their time 
being good parents, and that's wonderful, but in the process, they lose sight of who they are as a husband and wife. And so the encouragement here is to set your mind on those things. Where does that come from? It comes from our word of God, which helps us to set our minds in the right direction, to give our focus and attention on the thing that is going to uh, benefit in the long run through all of those things. When we set our mind on things, then our, our actions, our behaviors follow that in a lot of ways. If you're going to uh, want to attract people to a relationship uh, with uh, Jesus Christ, then you need to have your behavior be something that makes that attractive. I was thinking about this in 1 Peter 2.12 uh, the other day I was reading it, it says, Keep your conduct among the Gentiles, these are non-believers, honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of salvation. When somebody wants to say something negative about you, something bad about you, hopefully instead they see that they don't have any grounds for what it is that they're bringing an accusation about, that your behavior is so different that it causes them to not be able to bring the accusations. We, we want our lives to, to be so filled with Christ because we've set our minds there, we're seeking there, we're, we're pursuing those things, that our behaviors, our actions, help people to see Christ through us rather than reject Christ because of us. And, and as a believer, I hope that's exactly what you want to do with your life is to be somebody that people uh, cannot um, go against because of what uh, you have done. So, uh, verses 3 and 4, uh, we are going to be looking at those. Uh, here we read some of the uh, put uh, sentences, and uh, it's significant to notice here that um, we are... Uh, first of all, uh, we are to uh, uh, put away uh, or put to death those things that are earthly. Th this uh, list that's here, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, can you kind of see how what that would do to you is it, it, it pulls you away from Christ, right? Each of those individually, and notice that there's five of them here, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more here in a moment, but there's five things here, and all five of those are things that are go, they go against God, right? They, they're, they're pulling us in a whole different direction, away from God, and when that happens, then our focus and our attention, uh, the things that we seek are not the things above, but rather they're the earthly things. So he gives us a list of things, and he says, put these things to death. How do we put things to death? Do you ever think about that? When you read that, that verse, it says, put those sins to death. How do we put those to death? Well, we, we put those to death when we choose to not look at them, listen to them, think about them, act with them. When we, when we, ch we have changed our focus, we've set our minds, we've sought other things, we've sought God. When we do that, all of a sudden these other things become less and less. And we're filling our mind instead with other things, more positive things, things that are helpful for us. So in our natural inclinations is to follow along a path that leads us to a place that is not healthy. Um, uh, there are five 
things that are listed here, all five of those are non-Christ-centered. Did you notice that? Every one of those, immorality, impurity, passion, evil desires, and covetousness, all of those are all about me and not about God. I have a choice to make. I can continue in those things, or instead I can refocus, I can set my mind on something different. And we have to choose to do that on a pretty much actually on a daily basis. And those things are to be put to death. They are earthly behaviors that are not something that we should be involved in. So the next uh, things that we uh, will deal with uh, are, uh, well, I'm sorry, I, I got ahead of myself here. So putting those uh, mostly thoughts that we deal with in our, our minds, um, we need to put to death. In Philippians 4.8, it teaches us this, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So as we're, as we're retraining our brains, as we're refocusing things, as we're seeking the right things, we need to rethink about things. And the things that we should concentrate are things that are healthy things, that are in Scripture, that talk about things that, that affect the way we view everybody and everything else. Uh, it, it, again, I, I've said this a couple of times, I'm going to say it again. It's real easy for us to go down that path when God wants us to go down this path. And if we allow ourselves to be pulled by the world or by our natural uh, human inclinations, we are going to go down the wrong path. We're going to go in a way that is not healthy for us. Well, the next uh, section talks about putting away uh, more earthly behaviors. The earthly behaviors are anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. You, you kind of see the focus, right? We, we're, our focus has taken us, now I'm thinking about things that are not good, and then my behaviors are going to follow that natural inclination. Again, we have five, five things that are listed here, all of which are uh, negative things, our anger. Our anger causes us to do things with one another that are not healthy, right? Our, our wrath, it, it's, it's kind of that, that point where now all of a sudden I'm, it's coming out. There's wrath against other people, malice, Slander, I'm, I'm saying bad things about other people. An obscene talk coming from my mouth. When we think about those actions, we, have, we think back to what we read in verse 4. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. When we appear with God in glory, do you think we want to have him say, you know, I sent you all of these people. And I wanted you to uh, witness to them. I wanted you to talk to them about Jesus. But your wrath, your anger, your malice, your behaviors were so bad that you, in fact, drove people away instead of drawing them in. Can you imagine how horrible we would feel on that day when we find out that, that somebody came to us, led by the Holy Spirit, to come and hear about Jesus, and instead we have driven them away from God because of our behaviors. 
I'd like to share with you something. I've actually shared this uh, many years ago here, but quite a while ago here at Bethel, we used to do wild game feeds. And many of you were here then and, and maybe participated. And Anna and I had invited some neighbors that we had been witnessing to and trying to, uh, to just demonstrate the love of Christ with. And they were friends, and, and we invited them to come with us. And we were in the, in the gym, and we were having the meal. And there was a line of people. We had already gone through and gotten our meal, and there was a line of people that were coming through, through the doors. And, the, and the, the, the lady, the wife, was sitting across from us, and she looked up toward the doors where people were coming in, and, and she said, does that guy come to your church? And I turned, looked around, and I said, yeah, he comes to our church. And she said, and I want you to catch the idea here. They work in a very professional place in this community. And uh, she uh, had interactions with him. And she said, he's the f- most foul-mouthed person I'd ever seen, I've ever heard. And what was interesting about that is her husband is a very foul-mouthed person. And she sees this person from our church walking through the doors. And she immediately starts to think about his foul mouth. And his attitude, and she kind of rejected. And and, and it made it difficult for Anna and I at that point in time to to try to witness to her and to to encourage her to, to be a believer because now she has an image of what our church is all about and based on the person that she had interactions with at work. And it's hard for us then at that point in time to to try to, to help her to see the difference. That's a number of years ago. We, we continue to try to have relationship with she and her husband and, and try to encourage them, and hopefully at some point we'll be able to, uh, uh, they'll be able to trust Christ as Savior. But again, our actions when we're away from the church sometimes tells people a whole lot more than our words that come out talking about Christ and the church. We have to be careful about what comes out of our mouth, what kind of actions and behaviors we have that people are witnessing and seeing on a regular basis. Because that doesn't just reflect on that person, but it reflects on the church, ultimately, which reflects on Christ. And we have to be careful with what we're doing. Our, our actions speak louder than our words many times, and people will choose to either listen or uh, reject in uh, Matthew chapter 15 uh, Ann and I uh, have begun reading uh, a chapter in the Bible every night um, again going back to the issue of uh, getting caught up in things uh, at 6:30 the national news would come on and I got to the point where I, I just I can't watch it because I it would just get me too worked up and it didn't. It wasn't just a political party. It was just the anger and all of the the bad mouthing about people and just just all of the negative stuff. And it and it got to the point where I just said, you know, could we just shut the TV off at six thirty? And Anne had had read something uh, right around that time about reading through the book of Luke, uh, and and we we started reading through a chapter a day through Luke and. Uh, and then we went to John, and now we're reading uh, through Matthew. 
And just the other day when we were reading in Matthew, and I was thinking about this because of, of the lesson here, but in, in Matthew chapter 15, and this is Jesus speaking, verse 18, he says, But what comes out of your mouth proceeds from the heart and defiles a person. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person. And we often try to cover those things up with other behaviors or actions, but what's coming out of our mouth is really what's revealing it, what's in our heart. And Jesus was dealing there with, with what we, you know, people were questioning eating and those kinds of things, but it doesn't matter what the issue is. The issue is our behavior, our, what comes out of our mouth, is a reflection of what's in our heart, and we have to make sure that our heart is focused on God. And that only happens when we turn to Him and His Word and get involved with listening to Him. Well, the next thing you notice, there are five things that we are to put on. We're to put on a compassionate heart. That's having compassion for other people. That's, that's being sensitive to the needs of other people. Uh, kindness. Humility, meekness, and patience. You're all out there right now thinking, boy, I wish Pastor Brian would, or Pastor Hank, I'm sorry. Who am I? Pastor Hank would hurry up and get over with this message, right? You're not being patient. We need to be patient, whatever the situation, whatever's going on. And it's hard sometimes to uh, go through uh, life and uh, be patient because our world around us wants us to hurry up and to get things done and to do things. And uh, we're to, to be patient with one another. Well, Paul goes on and explains that as we replace one with another, we replace those negative five with the positive five, with the good five. When we replace those things, we, uh, if we've offended, we seek forgiveness. And he uh, recognizes that and he will forgive. We have that hope and we have promise. And that's true. Uh, what I shared with you about the person, you know, uh, who had the foul mouth. I have to forgive that person in my heart. I can't, I can't look at that person and hold on to that and be angry because I was trying to witness to, to, to a couple and because of what they saw in him, it made my witness difficult. I have to choose in order for me to have the right spirit, the right attitude, to, to, to take care of these things, I have to get it right in my own heart. And that really uh, takes a lot of work. So those things we are to put on. We are to put those things on in such a way that when people see us, they see us having that, re that, uh, that attitude. And finally, above all, to model and demonstrate the love that we receive from God, even though we don't deserve it. None of us in here deserve to have a relationship with God the Father. He is the one, while we were yet sinners, sent His Son, Jesus, to die on that cross for us. He is the one that has made the way, prepared the path for us to spend eternity with Him in heaven. If that's true, if we recognize that, Above all, we need to demonstrate that love and grace toward other people. That's not always easy. There are times that we have been so hurt and so offended 
We have been so abused in some form or another that it's almost impossible for us to move past that. But God loved us enough that while we were yet his enemies, he sent his son Jesus to die on that cross. Do you ever, you know, we say that in church, we talk about that, but do you ever stop and think about your behavior yesterday? Was there something that you did that was hurtful and bad, that demonstrated anger or wrath or, 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 or did something that you realized that without Jesus, I'd have no hope at all? Do you, do you ever have those times when you, 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 you've done something and you stop and you think, I, I'm just not a very perfect person. I have a lot of failures. I do that often. There, there's times it's like, you know, you, you, tell, you tell couples how they should act, you know, together as a, as a couple and how they should behave with one another. And then I go home and I get upset with my wife over nothing. And it's like, wait a minute, you, you need to change that. And I am working on that. But that's true with our spiritual walk as well. When it, when it comes to the way we live our lives, we never really are perfect. But praise God, we serve a perfect God who, in spite of all of those things, loved us. And so above all, above everything else, put on the love of God, let other people see that, and help them to come to a point where they recognize how important it is to have that kind of a relationship with our loving God. We all fall short, but God loved us in spite of that. So above all, we are to model and demonstrate the love of God. Christ died for us, therefore, above all, put on love, love for others. Would you join me in prayer? Lord God, I thank you. I thank you for the example and model that we have in your word, and how you have treated us while we were your enemies. As sinners, we are en enemies of you, and, and we don't deserve to have the hope and the promise that we get from you. But you have made a provision for us, and we're so grateful. So this week, Lord, I ask that you would help us above all to go and to model and demonstrate Christian love to other people, people who are lost and hurting and struggling and deal with, dealing with all kinds of things that we don't even know about. And help us to, above all, love them as you have loved us. You are an awesome and amazing God. Help us to model and demonstrate that to others, we pray in Jesus' holy name. Amen.